Welcome to the South Carolina State Library's podcast, Library Voices SC. I'm Curtis Rogers, Communications Director, and today I'm pleased to have with us in our virtual podcast studio, Ray McBride, who is the Director of the Beaufort County Public Library System in Beaufort, South Carolina. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Happy to be with you, Curtis. Thanks for being here. Um, and this is a little series that's part of our Library Voices SC podcast. And we're talking about how libraries in South Carolina are responding to COVID-19 uh, and dealing with uh, our library services uh, during this strange time. So before we start out, tell us a little bit about your library system. How many branches do you have? Well, the Beaufort County Library System has five branch locations uh, uh, and two bookmobiles uh, as far as our uh, operation, our facilities. Okay, and how have, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know all public libraries in the state have closed, um, but how are you going about, or, or during your closed time, how did you go about doing any kind of programming or, or anything like that? Well, we, uh, uh, we closed to the public on March 19th. Uh, and uh, went into our uh, COVID-19 operations. We quickly developed our pandemic reopening plan for the library system, uh, and it was extremely well received. Uh, a lot of, uh, uh, of the uh, library directors in uh, South Carolina uh, adopted our basic outline and adapted it to their use. And we had uh, library systems as far away as New York uh, State uh, adopting our plan and, and being very complimentary of it. So, uh, um, so we have an excellent staff uh, that came together to develop the plan. Uh, and we have executed our plan uh, as we moved along, and it's worked very well for us. And in fact, we uh, recognized that plan here at the State Library and put a link to it on our um uh, COVID-19 or our coronavirus uh, libguide that we have posted on our website. So we're, we're very appreciative that you were able to get together and, and put that out there. Uh, that's very helpful for other types of libraries because I know even the Texas State Library, they have a really great communications guide and that's something that we're also sharing uh, and pointing to on that site. So um, how did initially your staff deal with the kind of transition uh, of not being able to have any um, library patrons come in. Well, and that of course was very interesting, as I'm sure it was in every every library system. Uh, a lot of apprehension, a lot of unknowns to work through. Uh, so, luckily for us, we're closely uh, uh, tied to uh, Beaufort County government. Uh, we're in fact a, a department of Beaufort County government. So we have some ac uh, access to some. Uh, uh, services from the county that other library systems may or may not have access to. So very quickly, Buford County provided us with WebEx accounts for our uh, all of our uh, managers and uh, department managers, branch managers, uh, and Microsoft Office Teams so that we could collaborate. Uh, we um, uh, also had uh, laptops on hand, new laptops that we gave to each uh, manager. Uh, and mirrored their desktops from home so we could communicate, collaborate, and work uh, efficiently. Uh, and that uh, allowed us pretty seamless operations right from the start. Uh, and so again, uh, I go back to the quality of our employees 
and how uh, easily they adapted to this new situation. And so we were able to plan uh, and move forward uh, and articulate. Uh, we have a marketing and communications department that is excellent. And so we were able to keep the public informed, our staff informed, uh, have WebEx meetings and Zoom meetings, even with our friends in the library. Um, so a true collaboration and uh, uh, keeping each other updated and uh, sharing information. Uh, also, as you know, the uh, Association of Public Library Administrators, we met weekly by, uh, by Zoom, uh, as does uh, our SC Lens Consortium. Uh, members. Uh, and so, um, you know, it's, it's been uh, um, an amazing uh, um, um, process uh, and with input from a, a whole lot of people and organizations, you know, we were able to have a, a relatively smooth transition to this point. How did you deal with people returning books and using book drops and, and actual, actually dealing with your physical items? Well, since we are a member of the SC Lynn Consortium, and as you know, that's, uh, that's 20 county library systems in South Carolina. So we have uh, pretty much control. So the uh, consortium members voted to turn off holds, to suspend holds, and to suspend shipments uh, of library materials between all of those counties uh, and all of our branches. And so you uh, flip a switch in the system and it pretty much suspends everything. That includes fines and fees, that includes uh, um, uh, the holds of reserving books. Uh, and we, uh, of course, articulated that to our public via social media, our website, uh, and we have a contact us uh, email account on our website and we respond within 24 hours to literally hundreds of emails uh, each week. Uh, from our public uh, and a variety of emails. So uh, by doing that, again, it was relatively smooth. Uh, the public, uh, our public knew what we were doing. The system worked for us to, uh, uh, to uh, uh, be able to turn things on and off in the software, in our check-in, check-out systems. Uh, uh, and, uh, um, you know, so it, uh, again, it worked very seamlessly. One of the things that I've seen a lot of during this time, especially with kids not being able to go to school, is that a lot of libraries had been doing like virtual story times and different kind of programs for kids at home. And I just wondered, has your library been able to do any kind of online programming during this time? Yes, but limited. We have, we have several uh, YouTube videos up of children's programming, uh, teen programming uh, that the public can access. Uh, um, uh, and enjoy. Uh, we also, one of the first things we did was, uh, and with the uh, uh, agreement from the county, is we uh, uh, quickly, we were already looking at lynda.com or LinkedIn Learning. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we very quickly purchased that uh, software or that suite uh, of um, uh, videos or training. Uh, and we use that as uh, 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 for county employees and for library staff to assist them uh, with additional training modules. Uh, and we will be shortly turning that on to our public also. Uh, so that uh, is one of the types of services that we added. We also increased uh, the number of videos that uh, our public could check out from Hoopla. And of course, we uh, subscribe to uh, 
Flipster for, we have uh, 42 magazine subscriptions online. We have Hoopla and we have a cloud library for digital uh, audio eBooks. And those have been through the, uh, through the roof uh, since uh, uh, we closed the libraries to the public, we have uh, circulated over a hundred thousand titles. Wow. Uh, so that uh, so we really relied heavily on our digital content. Well, you know, I think up to this point, I think a lot of people kind of knew in the back of their minds that the you know local public library had a lot of online resources. But then when everyone had to go pretty much into quarantine, you know, they really started looking for these kinds of things. So it's it's kind of been a, a real you know, opportunity for libraries to be able to showcase all of their online and virtual uh, products. Exactly. And one of the things that we found very quickly that we needed to do to facilitate access to these resources to the public was to go uh, to an online temporary library card system mm -hmm. that you can do completely online. And we did not previously have that, but we quickly developed that within the first two weeks uh, we saw the need, uh, we adapted, uh, we provided temporary library card uh, um, to the public that you could do in completely online to facilitate you being able to access our digital resources online. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of those services that uh, uh, now that we've turned it on for the public, we will not be uh, taking that back once we open to the public. So now we will have, we now have that ability uh, to give the public uh, the opportunity to get a library card completely online without stepping into a library until they need to come in uh, to uh, pick up actual materials in one of the branches, and then they can update and pick up their true library card. And I think with the quarantine, it's really forced not only libraries, but a lot of other industries and profit and nonprofit government sectors to really kind of hone in and perfect and understand what it is they can all do online that, you know, they would have been able to do beforehand, but it's kind of forced us into really looking more closely at what we can really do. And that's very true. And uh, another digital resource that we quickly adapted is we, we purchased Ancestry.com for our uh, for the public, but you had to come to a physical library uh, to access that or through our computers. Uh, and we contacted Ancestry.com, and they agreed to open it up so that all library card holders can uh, access Ancestry.com from their home computer. And that was a service that we did not subscribe to, but Ancestry.com uh, stepped up and offered it to our public as a service during COVID-19. Uh, and that again was another digital service that we only had in the library through library computers that we were able to open up to our public because of COVID-19. And that is one thing I think a lot of libraries have seen is the flexibility of some vendors to be able to extend things and, you know, offer them during maybe a two or three or four month time period. So uh, a lot of those vendors should really be praised for being able to um, help libraries out. Certainly agree with that. Um, what about community partnerships? Because I know a lot of public libraries 
really, really work uh, tirelessly on building and um, keeping those community partnerships. Have you been able to continue doing anything with any of your community partners? Yes, we have a, a, a really a true partnership that we work very hard on with the Beaufort County School District. So we have provided wireless access points uh, uh, to them, our uh, Khajiit SmartSpot devices, so that their most needy students can have access from home uh, uh, as part of that partnership. Uh, we have uh, opened up and uh, purchased through our friends groups and with the, uh, uh, the school district, uh, literally thousands of books to hand out at summer camps uh, uh, through that partnership. Uh, and we are looking at, we are working very closely together on a virtual summer reading program this year. Mm. Uh, and so, and we are, uh, you know, we share the expenses, we share the staffing and the uh, overhead uh, on, uh, on this program. We did it jointly last year for the first time in Buford County. And we, uh, you know, we saw a tremendous increase in the numbers of uh, children and adults participating in our summer reading program simply because we established the joint partnership with the Beaufort County School District. Both of us got it out through our marketing uh, uh, venues, uh, and so we saw a, a huge jump in participation. We were looking forward to that again this year, uh, but we're uh, adapting that uh, uh, for uh, a digital presentation this year, and we're working on that as we speak. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I also noticed on your website is you had a very clear and easy uh, space on your website to be able to say what it is you're doing and how you're communicating with your public. So um, has that been difficult coordinating all of those messages and, and getting all of your information out there? No, because we have uh, probably, uh, we have a really amazing marketing and communications team. Uh, who uh, are, are, again, on top of all this. And, and then we coordinate all of our marketing uh, and all of our messages uh, with Beaufort County uh, government, uh, with their website, with our website, and with all of our partners. Uh, and we, uh, we're very, we, we want to be very clear in our messaging, and I think we've been very successful at that. Our website is uh, a tremendous asset. Uh, and has uh, literally uh, hundreds of thousands of hits uh, um, monthly. And so it's, um, you know, it, it is a big asset for us, particularly in this type of environment. It is, and I know when we um, were able to provide uh, the access to tutor.com for students at home, our social media statistics went through the roof because everyone started sharing that information so that folks who were, you know, now all having to become homeschoolers were needing all that kind of information. Right. And I, I can't say enough about how Buford County uh, government and Buford County administration has stepped up uh, to support us, uh, the library system as part of, a, you know, as another county department. Uh, but treat, treated equally with the, the other county departments uh, for resources and support during, uh, um, during COVID-19. Uh, and uh, again, our friends of the library, our Public Library Foundation of Beaufort County, uh, who have uh, uh, always stepped up 
uh, and always supported the library system. So again, uh, our uh, partnership with uh, local county government, with our friends and foundation, the school district, all of our staff, uh, it, it just makes things uh, very easy and enjoyable to come to work every day, uh, knowing that uh, that you you have all of those assets to draw on, particularly in a uh, to experience something like COVID nineteen, something we've we've never really experienced before, and uh, and requires a lot of coordination uh, and a lot of uh, uh, collaboration. Mm -hmm. It does. It really takes that. And in fact, I'm looking at your pandemic reopening plan as of, uh, I think the date there is April 23rd, 2020. Um, it, it's really a great example. And I would encourage other libraries out there who, uh, folks at libraries who may be listening to take a look at the reopening plan. And um, maybe if you could talk about what your process is going to be for the near future. Certainly, we uh, have just uh, moved from phase one of our pandemic reopening plan to into phase two, uh, and uh, effective yesterday, Monday, uh, May the 18th. Uh, and the major uh, changes in phase two is that we've implemented a modified service plan allowing customers uh, to pick up books in curbside service. Uh, and so that is a contactless, uh, contactless pickup. So uh, you call the uh, circulation department of your local branch library. Uh, you tell us what you want, uh, uh, and you can do that by email or by call-in. We pull that uh, books for you. You come to the local library, park in the parking lot, call the branch again, tell them that you're here, uh, what color car you're in, uh, and we will check the books out to your library card and deliver them if you pop your trunk or we'll hand them through the window. Uh, but uh, again, it limits exposure to both staff and the public uh, until we can move on to the next phase. Uh, we're also rearranging uh, our furniture in our libraries. Uh, that's uh, two for work adjustments uh, in preparation for the next phase. Uh, and we are moving computers uh, for social distancing. We're putting uh, interior floor signs uh, and uh, uh, um, uh, different uh, types of uh, signs and installing um, plastic uh, sneeze guards at all service points. Uh, we have masks for the public, masks for staff. We have hand sanitizer, antiviral cleaning materials that uh, kill uh, COVID-19 or desktop and stuff for cleaning. And we resumed uh, our purchasing and leasing plan uh, uh, to start purchasing the newest books uh, and for them to be delivered. So those are the major key changes uh, moving from phase one to phase two. On the 15th of June, we intend to go to uh, phase three. Uh, and then that, uh, in phase three, the major work adjustments, our library staff would resume normal working hours. Uh, and, uh, um, and that's final approval with final approval from the county administration. Uh, and uh, we do manual time clock input. Uh, and uh, uh, we continue then to uh, normalize uh, as many operations as we can but uh, we will only allow up to 20% of normal occupancy in phase three. Mm -hmm. 
phase four is when the all clear has been sounded and we go back to full and normal operations. Uh, we may never get to that in the short term, uh, but in the long term, the lessons we learn from COVID-19 and from the operations uh, um, uh, changes, mitigation that we have done or experienced, I think will lead to better services to the public, additional digital services to the public, uh, and uh, uh, probably a more flexible staff working environment. Uh, where more people have become uh, um, uh, uh, have an ease of use from working at home, uh, and so uh, and that uh, uh, leadership uh, is more comfortable from letting uh, uh, staff that uh, can uh, adapt the appropriate work environment and accomplish their work from home uh, will be allowed to do that. So uh, it's been it's an interesting time, uh, and uh, I think uh, at least in our library system we've adapted well, uh, and we are ready for the changes to come. Well, uh, and like I said, your uh, reopening plan is is really a great example, and I would encourage folks to take a look at that. And we do have a link uh, to your library website that is posted on the. Uh, podcasting page and that's www.bufortcountylibrary.org uh, and I'd encourage folks to visit there and um, check out everything that you've been doing and that you'll continue doing. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you Curtis. I just wanted to say uh, thank you to the, your compatriots at the State Library uh, who I think have adapted well also and always pre, uh, present uh, so much uh, help, assistance uh, to all of the public libraries in South Carolina. So my hat is off to the State Library and your staff uh, in all that you do and have done to support public libraries in South Carolina. Well, thank you. We, we greatly appreciate that. And uh, we're, we've, we've been, you know, going through our own difficult situation uh, but we're still here trying to support all of our libraries as much as possible. So thank you for that. And also, thank you to our listeners. You can find Library Voices SC on Podbean, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio or add us on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast website address is libraryvoices.podbean.com. We love hearing from our listeners, so please send us your comments and suggestions for future topics. Library Voices SC is the official podcast of the South Carolina State Library. So until next time, this is Curtis Rogers. Thanks for listening. <laughs>